Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we re- where we're revisiting all of those reality shows that only had one season. In some cases, fortunately, and some cases, unfortunately. Today, we're going to be discussing Saddle Ranch, which we're kind of on the fence about whether that's a fortunately or unfortunately, and we'll get deeper into it. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And today, we're discussing episode two, Always Down to Party. They sure are. They, they sure, sure are. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we are on the ranch fence about this one so far. (laughs) Yeah. They probably have fencing inside Saddle Ranch, too. (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah. You could probably fence with, like, giant balls of cotton candy. Maybe, like, you know, twist them into a sword. Yeah. I mean, it keeps me entertained. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, The staff has a lot of energy. Like, they're real. They're mad about some stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they're they're real heated um so i don't have any house cleaning for you but i do have our first like profile of the cast now that we eased into these people yeah i don't or, have any house cleaning either so like I'm, I'm i'm in it to win it let's do it okay so i've decided to call these the saddle tattle <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it Just for our own amusement, if no other reason. Um, so saddle tattle number one is Rob Zvachnik. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> Rob was born September 12th, 1978 in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's and us. yeah, he went to school in California and Arizona. In 1999, he was Cosmo's most eligible bachelor in Arizona. Okay. I think high school Meredith has probably seen him before. (laughs) Probably. Not to be confused with the sassiest man in America from Sassy Magazine, which I think is a much more exciting title than from Cosmo. Yeah. Um, So in that was in 1999. And then Rob was also on an episode of Eliminate. Oh, that beyond tracks. Yeah. Was that on the CW or was that an MTV? Oh, no, 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 no. That was MTV where they all were on a bus. Do you remember that? It's like a bunch of people on a bus and they'd like come off the bus and be like, next. Yeah. So the other one on MTV that I liked was Room Raiders, where you could judge a person by their room before you met them. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. We should look and see if all those old shows are on Paramount Plus. Because that's where they, they put all the MTV content. I wouldn't mind missing. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. The bus show was actually called next. Yes, that's but right. Elim- but Eliminate was similar. It was, okay. it was a similar that's right. vein. That's right. Because <laughs> they would just pick up another person. That's so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it is oh terrible. my God. Okay. So in 2002, Rob was on Survivor. And so he was on, I forget which iteration of Survivor. And for some reason, it's not in my notes. Apologies. But basically, Rob is famous in Survivor history. And for those of you who watch it, I'm sorry. I'm going to butcher this because I don't watch it. I don't either. But he is the Survivor contestant who apparently punched another Survivor contestant. Oh, okay. Um, So like in the Survivor wiki, there's like a really long entry about like how Rob and this other person got into it at this and that. and And I couldn't follow anything about it except that Rob punched the other person. Did he get booted from the show? I don't know. Interesting. Well, I mean, all of the survivors are on Paramount Plus. So um, maybe I will have to go find his season and and watch bits and pieces. Maybe I'll watch just the fight. Yeah, maybe. Maybe do that. Yeah. Um, So then he went on to co-host MTV's Men vs. Women Rumble in the Jungle, 
which was a preview show for Survivor the Amazon in 2003. Okay. <laughs> so I wonder if it was because I feel like when I was looking at people to follow on Twitter for the, the for the show, um, I feel like that MTV thing was only like one sh- episode, right? Like it it was I think I, I think, I it, was think like it was one. like a yeah, like a special leading up to the show. So it wasn't like a multi-episode show. Yeah. And also my notes are out of order. So he was a contestant on Survivor Thailand. Okay. And he didn't punch the guy. He was remembered for choking him. At a oh, even better. Challenge. Yeah. Even Sorry. Better. Sorry. I looked this up a couple weeks ago. Um, so Survivor Thailand. Yeah. All right. Yep. Maybe I'll have to watch the choking then. Yep. Um, so he was also in 2019, jumping a bit, he was in a film called The Mercenary. And I, I tried to look it up and identify other people who are in this film and it amounted to nothing. Um, but what was interesting is that according to IMDb, his alternative name is Bobby Joe. Uh, okay. So like we have full name, I, like last name Joe. I don't <laughs> know. Like Bobby? he just like it's like Justin Bobby. Like I guess he also answers to Bobby Joe. Okay. So, yeah. So I read in some like Survivor follow up article or something like that that Rob bartended in Arizona. And then took time off to, quote, spend more time with his true passion, snowboarding. Uh, uh, well, there was a snowboard in his garage, so. Yeah. Um, so what he's doing now, though, is apparently photography. And you can mm-hmm. look him up on Instagram, but it's not very active. And I would think for a photographer, that's a good platform for you. Um, now, is his Instagram just his name? I think so. When Actually, you... what I'm about to say makes no sense because I was like, maybe he has a specific Instagram for his photography, but he would have a link to that in his regular Instagram. So that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. No, I think when I looked up his name in Instagram, his feed came up. I don't remember what his handle was. Um, but his Twitter handle, on the other hand, is at die for what you love, letter U. Oh, I know because we follow it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then did you see his last tweet, at least at the time that I looked this up, was from December 22nd of 2022. And he said, my soulmate is probably African-American or Latina, and I keep dating you pumpkin spice flavored disappointments. Oh, that's problematic on a lot of levels. It, it is. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's what Rob's doing now. <laughs> okay, Rob. And oh. and really like it's a disappointing way to kick things off with the saddle tattle, but yet it just it hits so perfectly, doesn't it? Based on it these people, <laughs> really does. It really does. Yeah, yeah. So you can find him on Instagram. You can look at his sometimes photography. <laughs> I wonder how he makes money. He's probably still bartending. Yeah, probably. Probably still works at Saddle Ranch. Or he works at some bar that looks like a saddle ranch in Arizona. Well, which is interesting because um, quick sidebar, um, I noticed yesterday in one of the Facebook groups that, um, and I'm going to get all the information of this wrong, so I shouldn't even be opening my mouth, but one of the guys that got fired from Vanderpump Rules, like one of the one season guys from a couple seasons ago uh-huh. that got fired for like the racist tweets, Max. like I think a lot, a lot of N-word tweets. Ma- what's his name? Max or Brett. It, w- must have been Max, um, is now a server at a restaurant in New Jersey because someone ran oh, him must, and took a picture of him. Be, that must be Brett because he was from New Jersey. Okay, yeah, well. Max now... was the one that was the manager of TomTom. 
Okay, no, 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 it was Brett then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just like a, a waiter at a rest, some random restaurant in Jersey. It looks very like Olive Garden-ish from the, the picture that the person took with him, but yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I actually really, I hated that season when it aired. And then in rewatching that season, I really like it. It's yeah. su it's super messy and I'm yeah. into it. Yeah. So anyway, shall we dive into episode two where not that much happens? Well, I mean, and this is really fitting because we start at Rob's house and Rob's yeah. garage with yep. Noah. Um, I was a little confused. Like he has the broiest garage that ever broed. Yeah. There are like 10, I'm guessing not working TVs. I don't know. Like none of them are on of like every different, like all tube TVs of every different tube size imaginable. Um, there's like a dirt bike. There's a snowboard. There's a pool table. Like it is very broy. Yeah, his house grosses me out a little bit. I get it. Like, it's just a group house vibe, right? But I think I'm just a little too old for that. <laughs> and Well, you know. honestly, so is he. Yeah. So this was filmed 12, uh, let's say really 11 years ago. It's not because we were barely into 2023. Um, and so that means he was 34, which I feel like is very old to be living in a brotastic yes. group house with like, very, I would say third-hand furniture. I feel like second-hand is like, like third-hand furniture. Yeah. No, and there's a scene, there are a couple scenes later, but you can see the kitchen. And there's just something about a group of rowdy dudes living in a group house where the kitchen has like this delicate gingham wallpaper that clearly like some housewife put up like <laughs> 10 years before. It's yeah. just weird. Um, yes, he does have a very bro garage. There's a giant pool table in it. And Rob has decided to throw a party for his roommate, Sean, because Sean is turning 30. And they are going to invite people from Sunset and Universal and mix things up. And they talk about how much of a bitch Rachel is and that Cameron got chewed out by Candy. Yes. I don't know that chewed out is the word unless they didn't air that, but... Uh, I mean... I feel like maybe they didn't air it because later on in this episode, I thought that Candy was being unnecessarily harsh with her. So maybe there was something that we didn't see last yeah. episode. Yeah, maybe. Also, uh, like if you were the top bartender at Saddle Ranch Universal, shouldn't you be have a lot of money? Like, why are you living in a group house? Like, I don't. Oh, like bartenders make a lot of money. Yeah, bartenders make a lot of money. Like, I don't. I know, because in the next scene, we go to Cameron's apartment and she lives in a pretty nice building by herself. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's weird. Well, I don't. Maybe he like spends all his extra money on like lift tickets and broy televisions and snowboards and stuff. Maybe, which I didn't, again, terrible sidebar tangent, but um, I haven't skied since I was in middle school. I had no fucking idea how expensive lift tickets are now. They're so expensive. It's insane. Yeah. Like one of my clients was going to, he's kind of bro himself and was going to go snowboarding in I think like Jackson Hole or Park City or somewhere. Um, and he said the lift tickets are $250 a day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like that's insane to me. I know. I I mean, I to grew up. To be fucking cold. Yeah. 
I grew up skiing and it was like a thing I was probably, I skied the most like under the age of 12 when it was like cheaper or whatever. And I got yeah. probably like a discount because I was in elementary school or something. And my husband always wants to embrace it as adults, which in the mid Atlantic, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know where people do that around here, but also just like for the thought of doing it for one day. Right. So I don't even have the right clothing for that. And then you have to get out there and rent all the stuff. And then you still have to purchase a lift ticket. Yeah. I it, I don't I don't get it. No, like to know. pay to be cold is the stupidest thing. Like I don't do not. I will never understand winter sports ever as long as I live ever. I like them, but like I'm not I'm not going to go out of my way to pay like a thousand dollars for an afternoon of doing it around here. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> anyway, sorry for the sidebar, but I was just very very shocked by that. Can you tell we don't have a lot to talk about in this episode? <laughs> um, so anyway, as we were saying, then we go to Cameron's apartment. And she is talking to her boyfriend, Jordan, on video. And she says it's the first time that she's seen his face in two months. Um, I'm assuming they, they just got video calling. I mean, was the video calling that big of a... I mean, I guess Skype was a thing yeah. that long, like 10 years ago, 12 I years ago. I think the more jarring thing to me is that they haven't seen each other in two months, but they've only been together for six. Oh, I missed that part. <laughs> I missed the six-month part. Yeah, that's a long time. And they don't say why they haven't seen each other in two months. And they don't say why he's in Jersey. And it does make it seem like he is permanently in Jersey because she acts like if this is not going to work out for her, that she's flying to Jersey to live with him on a one-way ticket. So, yeah, I don't. Also, why aren't you already doing that? Like, if you're so in love with this guy, you're a fucking bartender. You can work anywhere. I mean, she can go bartend anywhere. Because she got cast on Saddle Branch. <laughs> oh, 100%. Well, and two, I mean, they don't say where in New Jersey he is, but if she wants to be a dancer, I mean, New York is right there. No, she's not the dancer. Um, Cassie is. Oh, sorry. What was she? Cameron something. Yeah, oh, she's no, a nothing. She's Cameron's just a bartender. Just a bartender okay. like, well, then, yeah, fucking move to Jersey, dude. Yeah, I know. Which I'm assuming she probably did once the show was done filming. You're right. Yeah, I did think it was sweet that she said, this kid's a real fairy tale. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to look. I wonder if they're still together. We'll have to see when I do her saddle title. So then we go back to Rob's. Oh, well, first, I have one quick other thing to say about their conversation. Uh -huh. And again, it just goes to show you how things have changed so much in 10 years that Jordan says the R word. Oh, I didn't even catch it. Yeah, he does. When, oh. when, when she was talking about all the fighting, the stuff at work about with, um, with Rachel at work, he was like, that's very R. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. I'm actually proud of myself that I don't even hear it anymore, but I probably should and identify it as wrong. I mean, I think the only reason I hear it is because it's so jarring to hear. Yeah. For me. I mean, it's just no one says that it shouldn't. It's inappropriate. No, 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 no one should be saying it. And so when I hear it, it really is like, oh. And that word should have left everyone's lexicon 20 years ago plus. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Didn't even hear it. Yikes. Um, but so we go back to Rob's and he and... I guess Noah are still talking about this party and Sean, yes. like we said. And I would like to say that Noah for me is the MVP of this show. I think Noah is the hottest. I think Noah is the chillest. Like I would hang out with Noah. Like Noah for me is the MVP of the entire series. Agreed. He's the only one that's kind of like everybody calm down kind of vibe. Like, yep. why can't we just hang out? Um, so they talk about Rob clearly has the hots for Rachel already. And he makes some stupid joke and he says, like, hopefully milk and cookies can bring everyone to friendship. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
Um, well, I believe that was in reference to them talking about alcohol. And in true dumb reality show logic fashion, these people think that pouring alcohol onto a problem is going to fix it and not ignite it into an out of control wildfire, which it does every fucking time. Like, yeah. when will people ever on planet Earth learn the lesson that, and I drink, guys, like I'm not sober, but like alcohol fixes nothing. Nothing. Like nothing. nothing. It makes it worse. It just makes it worse. It makes it worse. It makes everything worse. I totally yeah. agree with you. And so then they agree that they're not going to tell Cameron that Rachel is coming. I don't like that. Don't do that. No. Mm -mm. That's, that's just some, that's some horseshit. And then they talk about how when guys fight, it's really serious. But when girls fight, it's sweet. Um, well, the exact line, and I wrote it down, yeah. is when dudes fight, it ruins the whole party. But when chicks fight, it's like sweet. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. Only if it's in jello, guys. Yeah, it's also, not fun if they're actually like punching each other in the face. Yeah, girl fight can ruin a party for sure. Real quick. Real and I'm quick. sure working at Saddle Ranch, they've seen many. Many. Because I would imagine that Saddle Ranch is probably a really big bachelorette party place. I would imagine. <laughs> um, and as someone who used to hang out at a gay strip club where there were far too many bachelorette parties, like those bitches be messy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Yep. So then we go to Saddle Ranch and it is Friday night and it is insane as usual. Yeah. And Taylor is just so busy trying to seat everyone. And he says something about a 28 hour wait. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing what he, there must be like 28 parties on the list or something like that. I don't know, but that's, or maybe he's just exaggerating and thought I it was, he was just exaggerating. And I will say that I will give the show credit for having, and I'm assuming gay representation on the show. I, I hope I'm not inferring too much on Taylor's lifestyle, but um, <laughs> he does seem like a homosexual to me. So uh-huh. Um, but what's funny in this scene is that he's behind the host stand and they are busy and some guy slips him cash for a table. A 20. And Taylor takes it and tells another like minion to seat them right away. And then we meet a new manager, right? Cameron? Yes. We've never like heard tell of him before this. Okay. And Cameron says, that's not allowed. And now you have to share it with everybody. And Taylor's like, what? I have to share that with like all 86 people on the tip list. And he's like, yep, it's not allowed. And Taylor said, well, I didn't think it was a big deal. And Cameron says, it is a big deal. <laughs> well, and as someone who has a few times in their lives bribed a host for a table, um, I've never done it with less than $50. And this was years ago. This is when I would go to Vegas and stuff. Like, so this was around the same time frame. Like, I don't think $20 is giving you shit. Like, and why are you risking your job for $20? Like, so, you know, that I used to be a host and a server at this, yes. at times busy sports bar. And the thing about sports bars is that everybody wants a seat, right? Like everybody's buckling up to sit there for like three hours with their mouths open, watching some sporting game. And so yep. you have to take the wait list seriously because people are in your face and they know that they're next. There were people who would look at my list over my shoulder, right? And one time a server took cash off of somebody and sat them without telling me. <gasps> and I made them get up. And I was like, I have like 15 people ahead of them. You can't do that. She said, well, he paid me. And I said, well, that's really embarrassing that you're going to have to give it back then. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much it was. Do you know how much it was? I don't care. I was like, you can't make me look bad to like 65 people because you want $20. 
So yeah, I, I've only done it at like fancy high end restaurants. Yeah, where, like the no guy, one's, like the guy thought I was the guy thought I was kidding too. He's like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm dead serious." We have a really long wait. I'm really sorry, Jade shouldn't have taken your money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. Oh, so satisfying too. And good on me, my little 23 year old self telling some rich <laughs> asshole to get up. You get it. <laughs> you just like, I just, there are too many people like poking at me. You can't do it. So I'm kind of with Cameron, the manager on this one. But no, Cameron was 100% right. But again, Taylor, you're a dumbass. Like do $50 or more only if you're going to do that. And you have to be super slick about it. Like super slick about it. <laughs> also, if you're slipping $20 to the host at Saddle Ranch, you need to reevaluate something. Yeah. Um, then we get this little montage of Taylor and Dave going to get their headshots done. And we get this mashup of all the different like servers and barbacks and like why they're in LA. Not unlike the very first episode of Vanderpump Rules ever, actually. Well, I have news for Taylor when his little <laughs> aside about how he like wants to be an actor. Spoiler alert, did not pan out. That's um, when I was, he was one of the ones that I don't think I could find when I was looking for Twitters. So. Did you see his headshots? Yeah. They were, they were a little sad. They were a little sad. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave is very handsome. Um, but you know, he's, you know, he's just. Did, didn't work out for him either. No. <laughs> and then Nancy is a hairstylist. And this, and I'm so annoyed. So they show Nancy walking yes, into a salon please. and the name yes. of the salon was the Jeffrey Cara Boutique. Um, and so I assumed she worked there and was like supplementing her income at Saddle Ranch, you know, to while she's building up her clientele. Oh, no, no, no. It was some weird kind of non-interview. But before I learned it was a weird non-interview, I already did all the research. <laughs> salon. So the salon no longer exists under the name Jeffrey Cara Boutique. Um, it is now Jeffrey Martinez, which we later learn is the owner's name. So he must have rebranded. But when I was searching it, there was a real, well, first of all, I found a Groupon for it from back in the day. But there was also a big article on it on that specific location on Guest of a Guest. Oh. Yeah, about, about the opening. And it had just opened. It opened in 2011. So, it, like, it had just opened. Interesting. And Guest of the Guest was being kind of mean about it. They were like, it's a nice salon. And they were offering free blowouts to get people in the door. But... Um, if they keep doing that, they're going to end up with, I can't remember what part of LA trash they referred to, but I think it was like the Jersey version of LA. Um, they were being very like, meh, 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 I don't know if this is going to fly kind of thing about it. But I thought it was funny that guest of a guest made an appearance. I got excited. Yeah. The only thing that I will say was charming about it is that Nancy said, you know, like I can't stay in North Carolina and like set my grandmother's hair in curlers forever. Yeah. Which was cute. <laughs> yeah. It was cute. I would be curious to know if she's like still a hairstylist and still living in LA. We'll find out. And Cassie, as we know, is a dancer and we get some scenes of her dancing. I would give her like a B plus. <laughs> as a dancer? Yeah. I was too busy paying attention to the people around her because they were very silly and it was making me laugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very like early 2000s hair flippy crawling on the ground. Sheena Shea at the at the Roxy. You know? Yeah. It was good as gold. <laughs> yeah. Can you freak, bitch? <laughs> So then we go back to Saddle Ranch and Candy tells someone else we've never seen before. And I don't even think I wrote down her name. Who was the girl standing with Taylor? Oh, in my notes, I literally just wrote Candy's interviewing new hosts. Yeah, she's interviewing new people. And Oh, oh you mean the blonde chick with the terrible hair? Yeah. Um, she didn't get a nameplate. Yeah. So okay. I don't know who she is. I'm, okay. I'm assuming that's her only thing. So she and Taylor are standing there and Candy basically comes up and says like, 
we're interviewing for new hostess and the chick with the terrible hair says, but we already have a billion people working here. And she's like, but I'm not happy with everyone working here. And maybe if you guys step up your game, I wouldn't have to be interviewing new hostess. Mm -hmm. And she says that this is the example of an attitude that she wants to adjust. Yeah. <laughs> so the best thing about this scene though, is that she goes over to this area of Saddle Ranch to interview all these potential hosts and she notices that several of the people who are there have sampled the Saddle Ranch mimosas. Two of them. Yeah. And she says, who sampled the mimosas? And like two, is it two young women like raise their yeah. hand? And she's yeah. like, okay, you can go. This is an interview and you don't drink at an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved. I mean, she's a hundred percent right. What are yeah. you doing? Oh God, it was good though. I love it that the two, the two girls like thought that they were like getting shout out for something like, you know, they were sampling the merchandise in a good way. Oh my God, it was good. It was good. Um, so Taylor doesn't get it. And, you know, he's just, he's pissed. And he says that Candy's been on a rampage for two weeks. <coughs> Taylor's kind of annoying. <laughs> um, Taylor is kind of annoying because Taylor, I will say this, that a lot of the people on this show do have a very good work ethic. Like a lot of their fights are over like working hard and, you know, really taking their job seriously. That is not the case with Taylor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also not the case with Dave. I think both of the actors on the cast like are not as into their jobs as everyone else on the cast. Um, but yeah, Taylor's not that into his job. Got it. Yep. I think I can see that already. So then we see Noah and Rob sort of spreading the word about the party. Rob invites Rachel and he says, you'll have fun. Trust me. He's like flirting with her. It's so gross. Um, and Rachel's attracted to him. She's kind of into it. And then Noah is the one that invites Dave. Yes. And then we see Cassie serving shots. And you were totally right about the shot platter. She does announce the two varieties of shots that she has. However, my disgust is also still valid because everything is brightly colored. and. It's yep. gross. Because this time it was like, it was a tequila sunrise or a purple parrot, a purple something. A purple hooter. A purple hooter. Yes, a purple hooter. What the fuck is a purple hooter? Um, I know it has vodka because when people looked confused, she's like, do you want tequila or do you want vodka? Yeah, really classy. Really classy. Um, it also doesn't, a tequila sunrise is tequila and orange juice, but that isn't, it doesn't look like orange juice. It looks like tang. Like it looks. Oh, it probably was. Yeah, it looks like yeah. a yeah it's gross um so she's making the rounds and selling her shots and whatever and she's like of course you're my favorite table oh my god and then this other server that we haven't met before there there are so many people on the show alex comes over and pulls cassie aside and says i don't know what your deal is well what what, what happened actually is that alex seats the table and says let me know if you guys want shots and walks away and Cassie comes over and offers them shots. And that's when Alex goes clinically insane. Yeah, she does. She does. And so we, she really freaks out about this and she does, she comes at Cassie about it and says like, I yep. don't know what your deal is. You're chasing tables. You're pulling money out of my pocket. And Cassie said like, I've been walking in the same circle all night. Like this is my job. And Cassie is the first one that actually says, fuck you, which Okay, Cassie. Yeah. Um, and she stands up for herself and she's like, this is what I'm on the floor to do. Like, fuck you. I don't know why you're yelling at me. And Taylor, and we need to come up with a name for like the gaggle of hosts, like the Dave, the Taylor, and the blog. <laughs> like they're going to need a name at some point. Um, 
and they say that Alex is the real bitch of Saddle Ranch. So that means she's even meaner than Rachel. The other, and that was made me laugh too, because I was like, wait a minute, I thought Rachel was the bitch of Saddle Ranch. But uh-huh. um, Alex also, and it may just be from hard living, but seems a little older to me than the rest of them. She I would clock does. her in late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. Yeah. Which it seems weird to me that she's going to parties. I don't know with these people, whatever. But she seemed to me to be a little... I I feel like part of her attitude is she's probably worked there for a very long time. And she probably at one time had aspirations to other careers as well that did not pan out. And now she's stuck at Saddle Ranch forever. Yeah. And the scene goes on for quite a long time because then we see Alex complaining to Candy because she's angry. And Candy says, you're going to flip out and lose your job one day. You know, like these people came here with a purpose. We brought them here. And you guys should have stepped it up before we even considered doing that. Point for Candy. But we found out that Alex is the highest selling server and she is, quote, all about her money. (laughs) Um, And then Cassie says she's crazy. She needs a psychiatrist. And then Cassie also gets invited to Rob's and jokes about how they shouldn't invite Alex. And we see Alex punching the like, um, like punching game video game behind Cassie. I literally, and it was really funny because I, who knows spatially what was going on because they can film things where it looks people are closer than they are. But the way it was shot, it looks like Alex was literally three feet away from Cassie while she was talking shit about her with the other two and the party and all of that stuff. Yeah. The sad thing is all of this could have, again, it's like people with shitty people skills. All of this could have been avoided if Alex just went up to Cassie and said, hey, do me a favor. Like I had barely sat them. I didn't even have time to ask them if they wanted water yet. Like give me a chance to find out what they want and let them place their order before you come over and offer them shots. Like that's all it would have taken. And I'm sure Cassie would have been like, okay, no problem. Like, you know, next time I'll, I'll give it 10 minutes before I pop, you know, whatever. Like all of this could have been avoided if they just had a simple, normal human being conversation. Yes. Yep. And then Cameron shows up to work and can't speak. No, she cannot. She has like laryngitis or something. I'm guessing that she has um, strep throat or tonsillitis because her glands were horrifically oh, yeah. swollen. Yeah. Um, and so she talks to Candy and like, she really wants to be at work and she wants to prove herself after the night before. And Candy was kind of like, but this is gross. Like you can't, you know, sometimes you have to think of the company more than, than yourself. And I didn't, she didn't end up working, right? She sat down and had a hot toddy, but she didn't work. Okay. Now herein lies my issue with this on many levels. Number one, like disgusting that your sick ass is going to be serving, like you were planning on serving drinks to people when you're like coughing in your hand, like yuck, like let's make the whole, all of LA sick. But secondly, I was a little upset with Candy because I'm sure if she had just called in that the narrative would have been like, oh, like it was her second day. This is her big shot. She's calling into work. This is bullshit, whatever. Um, I, I feel like for poor, it was a no win for her. Like if she called in, she would have been in trouble. She was in trouble because she tried to like power through it and come in anyway. I feel like this was a real no win for her. Yes, I would agree with that. I think... 
I feel like she actually did the best she could do, given that it wasn't a win for her either way. Like she did show up and said, like, I'm capable of working. And then she let the manager make the decision to send her home because that was I mean, it still didn't go her way, but at least she put in some effort and, you know, showed that she wanted to be there, I guess. Anyway. Well, and I thought Candy gave her no credit for that. Like, where was no. Candy's like, look, I really admire your initiative of like coming in because it was your second day and, you know, doing the right thing and 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 really trying to power through this illness. But, you know, we obviously can't have you working in the future, you know, whatever. But instead she like gave her a hard time about it. I'm like, this is bullshit. I, I guess the only way out of it would have been, I don't know what time the morning crew gets to Saddle Ranch, but would it be to get there like as it opened, like hours and hours before her shift so they could see her swollen throat and be like, look, I don't, you probably don't want me to work, but I thought I'd come in and check. Yeah, I don't know. But also, I thought it was very bad form of her to then stay there and sit at the bar and have a hot toddy. Like, go the that's, fuck home. That's where she loses me. Yeah. You go just got home. sent home because you're sick. Go home and be sick. Yeah. Also, what did we say? Alcohol fixes nothing. Hot toddies nothing. don't work. No. I mean, they taste good, but they do not work. Oh, my God. So then it's party time. <laughs> oh, and yes. we go to Rob's fucking fun house of gingham wallpaper and it's a dirty 30 sean's dirty 30 yep and it's like a shitty rainy day and they talk about how it's like dirty outside and it's a dirty 30 whatever cameron sounds a little better but she still sounds sick and we get a shot of rob's pool and it's a perfect circle yeah it looks like a giant hot tub yeah, it's weird. And he says that he has a very Boogie Nights backyard, and that's insulting to Jack's house in Boogie Nights. It is. Very <laughs> I much will, so. I will not I will not agree with that ever. No. I want to know too. I wonder if the pool is all the same depth. It looked like it. It looks like a giant kiddie pool at a hotel, to be honest. Yeah. But but I think it's deep. We've seen them in it. I mean, we Her. saw him in it in the first episode. Yeah, I guess. He and Cameron. Ugh. It looks like it's like 12 inches deep and that's where like all the kids go. No, I mean, I think it's deep. I just think it's I know. a very weird shape. Like I'm, I love a pool. So like I would take any pool I could get, but it was, it's an interesting <laughs> design choice for whoever owns that house. Yeah. Cause we know none of them own it. They're obviously renting it. So yeah. And also it looks nothing like boogie nights and no, no, no. Um, so then Rachel it looks shows more like boogie late morning. <laughs> Like yeah. in the harsh reality of day. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, can't. I can talk way too much about that. But so Rachel shows up and she comes with two bottles in tow. And I couldn't tell if it was wine or booze. Wine. I was surprised. It was by, wine. I was surprised by that. I was too, but it was definitely wine. Okay. Interesting. That's not what I would have guessed for Rachel. Or for uh, that house party. <laughs> What I found, what I thought was very on brand for the house party. Um, did you notice what Cameron was taking shots out of? No. What she was using as a shot glass? No. Ramekins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I do. But like I'm that. sure we're stolen from Saddle Ranch. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I also like that. So Cameron's not excited that Rachel is there, understandably so. But not to Rachel, but she says to Cassie, I think she says, I'm the Rachel of Universal. And I kind of respect that about her. Yeah. And I, it made me like Cameron a little bit. And then like she's Cameron. Yeah. And then she said, I'm just going to drink my way through this party. Yeah. 
That's where she lost me. Yeah, yeah. So then Noah arrives and Cassie and Cameron are in the kitchen talking about Alex and the, you know, the blow up they had right as Alex walks in, of course. And Cassie is being, not saying that Alex was mature. Cassie's being really immature. <laughs> Cameron says, do you guys want to, you know, start over, introduce yourself, say hello. And Cass like, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you're at the same party now. So have fun holding up that attitude. Well, to be fair to her, just to play devil's advocate, Alex was still coming in hot. That's true. I mean, she came in the kitchen and Cameron's like, have you two met? And Alex is like, I don't think, nope, not officially. I mean, it was, she wasn't like, That's no, true. not officially. I mean, it wasn't with a, like a olive branch, let's start a new attitude. Fair. So I'm kind of on Cassie's side. They they both were being little bitches. Maybe we yeah. should say that. Um, Cassie's just being like a bit of a pest at this party. And we'll get into that. <laughs> but I think it's, I think it's coloring my opinion of her at this party. So, you know, then like things are getting better and they're starting to play flip cup and people are getting along and we meet the birthday boy's girlfriend, Carlia. Quite mm -hmm. a name, quite a yes. name. Um, let's see. So they're having a good time. Who's got a knife flip cup. Okay. And. Oh, well, you're forgetting that before flip cup happened, um, Cassie refers to, <laughs> um, or no, Cameron refers to Cassie as a Muppet. Yes, she And does. Cassie heard her. She doesn't seem that put off by it, though. No. Yeah, I mean, because she says she's talking, she goes, Cameron's talking to Rob, and she's like, oh, she's like, you know, Cassie's been out of shape. She's doing a poor little thing. She's a little Muppet. Yeah. Yeah. True. She kind of is. Yeah. So then Rob says that he's got something that's going to make Sean grossly uncomfortable. And he got a stripper for Sean. Yes. At this sad daytime house party. With none of Sean's friends. When, and more women than men. Yeah. None of Sean's friends. So it's all of Rob's friends from work. Not a single one of Sean's friends other than, I'm assuming, their other roommate. The, the, the Latino guy. like Because there was a Mexican flag in the kitchen. So I'm assuming like he lives yep. there too. Yep. Um, so I, I'm like, what? Like what kind of fucked up weird 30th birthday party is this? And it's in yeah. the day? Yeah. On a Sunday? And the stripper is not unlike Rachel was behind the bar in the premiere episode. Like she's really hyped and like she's kind of like aggro. Like. Um, well, as someone who has been to a, quite a few bachelor parties in my day, like in uh -huh. hotel rooms, they're all like that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. They're all like that. That's how they I mean, make I their money. They're, they're there to make make a party. I get it. But like she's, she's kind of Rachel-esque. Like she's a little angry about it. <laughs> Well, she's probably also coked up. Yeah. Well, and she's also got this like S&M vibe to her, right? Like, so she's yeah. wearing this like leather outfit and she does a little bit of flogging, right? Mm -hmm. And so she, she's dancing, there's a big cake and the girls are kind of put off by this, which fine, but just leave. Don't watch it. This is where I have a huge problem with this. Um, okay. As someone who is been friends with a billion strippers in my life, whatever, been to events like this in my life. Uh -huh. um, it really aggravates me when the women get mad at the stripper who is there Same. doing her job Same. and not mad at the men who hired her. Correct. So this is where Cassie lost me. That's why I was, she was kind of heated at Alex. And then I think she takes it out on this fellow dancer, mind you. Yeah. So who this... also wasn't naked. 
No, she was fully. She was wearing she was her wearing little a leather outfit and a yeah. little leather top. I mean, she was all over him, grinding him, whatever. But she was very clothed for a stripper, right? And the girls are chirping in his girlfriend's ear, and the guy is not comfortable. Sean is not enjoying this. He is not trying to embarrass his girlfriend whatsoever. The stripper's trying to get him into it and being like, touch me. It's okay. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, he is not being no. disrespectful to the yeah. stripper or his girlfriend. Nope. He's not. And one of the things that really annoyed me too, is that at one point Cassie says, oh my gosh, his girlfriend was in tears. I, no, she wasn't. No, she, she wasn't. Was not. No. The girlfriend looks uncomfortable, but she's, she's not crying. crying. She's not crying. Yeah. So then Cassie's kind of heckling the stripper and like saying something about her dance moves or something about the girlfriend. I don't even, I didn't write down what she said, but I don't like, I didn't like it. No, this poor girl is literally just doing the job she was hired to do. Also, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. Go yep. play flip cup. Go put your feet in the pool. Go take some shots in the kitchen. Like, don't watch it. Yeah. The woman was hired. Rob and the dudes are laughing at it. The guy's not enjoying it. Let it go. It's yep. going to be over in about five minutes. Let it go. So then Cameron pokes the bear and tells Cassie, like, well, Cassie, throw a drink. Repeatedly. Which, I don't know. That. I don't know why Cameron would say that. And then Cameron says, well, I didn't think she'd actually do it. And that's exactly what Cassie does. She throws yep. a drink On at this hardworking exotic dancer who yep. mind you dances a lot like we saw cassie dancing earlier yep similar moves putting mm -hmm. it out there and the stripper charges her she goes ham she goes ham she pulls cassie over the back of the couch by her hair yeah so she first as you did, i'm assuming most you didn't watch this she is on so sean's sitting in a chair She's sitting on Sean with her back to Cassie. Cassie's behind a couch. There's people sitting on the couch. There's people behind the couch. She throws a drink. This stripper in 0.02 seconds turns around, vaults over the couch, grabs Cassie by the hair, like starts hitting her, grabs her by the hair, and pulls her over the couch towards by the middle hair. of the floor. Yeah. And that's where it, it stops. We get it to be continued. So I also, the, the stripper, like she moved so fast. Like yeah. this woman, this woman is like, she must be on Coke. Like she's moving uh, at the speed of light. Also in like 12 inch stilettos. Correct. And she looked like she stepped on something on her way, like to grab Cassie's hair. And it looked like she stepped on someone's back, almost like a WWE fighter. Like yeah. she was launching herself off someone's yeah. back. But who was kneeling on the floor? I think it was just, I think she was launching herself on someone who was sitting on the couch and they bent over. Oh, like maybe. to get out of the way when it was happening. And she used their back to like vault themselves. It's, I mean, oh, next week, I'm sure it will start over again from the drink throwing. So we'll really get to see it again oh and probably in slow-mo, but it oh was a good fight. God. It's a good fight. It's a good fight. And this, she killed build this shit. Like all yeah. of a sudden she was in the air. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> well, and then I, in the scenes from the next, Cassie's like laughing about it. And it seems like they pulled them apart relatively quickly, but like, I just I'm I'm not I'm not here for the the women against women and especially Cassie like the dancer against dancer like fuck you you know that she was paid to be here well and I hope those motherfuckers like tipped her really well those boys 
We'll see. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I bet probably not. I bet there's a fight. They're probably like, oh, you have to go. And I bet she doesn't even get a tip out of it. Like, this is bullshit. Like, she she really got the raw end of the deal on this one. Yeah, she did. And that happens to dancers a lot. Yeah, it that does. Sucks. That sucks. But that's episode two. So we've already got... <laughs> we we have a couple cat fights. And I, this show better not only be cat fights. Um, no, I think there's some dude fights. Okay. Let's I even think. it out. Let's even it out a little bit. Um, and next week we get the part two of the stripper fight. We get some hot tub action. Um, we get some Robin Rachel snogging, and we get alluded to that Taylor might be being fired. He's I think he's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's been in a little bit of trouble. Like nothing into his job. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's the Saddle Ranch of it all. I hope you enjoyed going down this path with us to cotton candy coated uh, <laughs> stripper <laughs> Western stripper heel nights. And we will check in with you in a couple weeks when we get cover episode three. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebe at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>